0: Merry Christmas and welcome to Parkview on the go. I'm Nathan and I'm the online pastor at Parkview. If you're already part of our church family, welcome. And if this is your first time checking out our church, I'm so glad you're here. And I want to tell you what we're all about. Parkview is a community of imperfect people who've put their hope in a perfect savior. We don't have it all together. We sometimes have more questions than answers. And we've struggled through 2020 just like you. And if you can relate to that, you belong here. We come together every week from all over the globe for one reason, to take steps toward God. That means wherever you are when it comes to this faith thing, whether you've been away from church for a while or you've been following Jesus your entire life, we all have a step to take and we want to help you discover yours. I just have two quick things I want to tell you before we get started. First, I want to say thank you to the Parkview family for your outrageous generosity throughout 2020. In spite of the challenges, ministry never stopped. We've continued to reach people with God's love, raise them up to be more like Jesus, and release them to do God's work in the world. So if you are someone who financially supports the mission of Parkview, we can't tell you enough how grateful we are that you've partnered with us to bring the hope of Jesus to the ends of the earth. If you would like to participate in our Christmas offering, you can do so by going to parkviewchurch.com give. Your generosity will help us finish 2020 strong and will also set the foundation for what happens in 2021. And one last thing, for those of you who typically attend a physical campus, Parkview will be gathering online only the weekends of December 27th and January 3rd. After that, our physical campuses will be open for in-person services. And for those of you who normally attend Parkview at home online, well, uh, you know the drill. And you can find all of the information about in-person and online gatherings at parkviewchurch.com locations. Thanks for choosing to experience Christmas at Parkview this year. Before we get started, yes, this is church. And yes, it's completely okay to enjoy going to church. Merry Christmas and enjoy the service.
1: Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the end of 2020. Can I get a dilly dilly from you? Come on. I haven't looked forward to New Year's this much since 85 when the Bears were going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I may actually stay up and stay awake for midnight on New Year's Eve this year. I mean, usually I do New York New Year's Eve, you know, which is at 11 o'clock. I kiss my wife and we go to bed, pretend we're in the wrong time zone. But this year I'm going to go all the way. For those of you who are old enough to remember Y2K, uh, we all stayed up to see if the world was going to end, and I believe this year we're all going to stay up in anticipation of the world beginning again. Because if 2020 was an ice cream flavor, yeah, there you go, it would be slush. I'm telling you, I already got my uh, ornament for you know for Christmas this year. The dumpster fire 2020. That's how the whole thing works. I mean. I don't, need to, I don't need to tell you, you're living it, okay? And we've been finding hope and joy around here by looking at a playlist of some of the Christmas songs that we sing every year. And as you might have guessed, this year I picked Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. Yeah, a lot of meaning. No, there, there was no doubt what I was gonna do for Christmas Eve, it's Silent Night, because that's our song, okay? Every year since the early 90s, when we started doing Christmas Eve services, we would close out with this song. And back then we were small and we would just sit around. We would actually make a circle around the auditorium, this little 200-seat auditorium, and and, and we would sing Silent Night while we passed the light of Jesus from one candle to the next. It's a precious memory a few of us uh, still around here have. This year we will have 33 services at three campuses and people watching from literally all over the world. And I wish we could do more because we really need us some silent night this year. I want to encourage those of you who are watching online to get a candle and join us, okay? I mean, just go do it right now. Get it there for everybody in in your house, in your room, um, or or get a flashlight or use your iPhone or whatever. But at the end, I want you to really join with us all together, okay? Because I believe the reality of this year and the hope we need will make this Silent Night one that we're never going to forget. Silent Night was penned by Joseph Moore, a priest of St. Nicholas Chapel in Austria, Obendorf, Austria, okay? St. Nick's, yes it was, so appropriate. Here's a picture of it. And it was put to music by the church organist whose name was Franz Gruber. And I found a picture of him on the internet. There you go. Oh wait, that's Hans Gruber. Wrong Christmas story, my bad. It's Franz, not Hans, okay? I. I, I and we're here to pump you up, okay? I would have loved Father more, I can't wait to meet him because he was in trouble with his superiors as a priest. I love that, okay? Why? Because his his superior complained to Rome about him because he was too cheerful to be a priest, you know? Because, and here's a direct quote, he goes to public places smoking his pipe and playing his guitar and singing songs. My man, that's what I'm talking about. But in the year 1818, when this song was written, water had damaged the organ at St. Nicholas Chapel and they, at the last minute, were faced with a Christmas without any way to provide music, without an organ. So to provide alternative music, Father Moore picked up a, a poem that he had written earlier and ran to Gruber to ask him to put it to music. Okay. Don't let it be lost on you that Silent Night, maybe the most sacred of our Christmas songs, was put together at a stressful Christmas time, okay? Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Wasn't so much that Christmas, probably wasn't so much the first Christmas. I'll explain. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. And I think that's it, right? Heavenly peace is the reason this song is so amazing to so many of us. Just singing it brings heavenly peace. My favorite story about Silent Night is from Travis Tritt, a country artist. And he got his start in bars where drinking and fighting were more important than the music, if you can understand. So what do you do if you're the entertainer and you're entertaining the crowd and all of a sudden a bar fight breaks out? You transition into Eye of the Tiger, you know? What do you do? Well, not if you're working for tips. You want the fight to stop and everybody to get back to normal. Tritt said he had an ironclad way of helping things settle down. He said, whenever a bar fight would break out, I would just stop whatever I was singing and break into Silent Night. He said it almost always settled things down. I mean, imagine you're, it's July in some bar in Texas and there's a fight going on and all of a sudden you hear silent. I mean, normally on Christmas Eve, that's kind of where we get to at this point, okay? That's kind of why we need the candles and we need the silent night because normally at Christmas time, it kind of feels like we've been in a bar fight, right? Trying to figure out how to get everything done so that we can ironically celebrate the birth of the Prince of Peace. It's the most stressful time of the year, right? Well, maybe this year, It'll be a little bit different. Maybe this year it will be a little bit more profound. My question is, is it possible that 2020, dumpster fire that it is, will bring us the most silent night full of heavenly peace we've ever had? I just wonder if the change this year might have some silver lining of some extra heavenly peace. I mean, at least you have an excuse not to invite the relatives you don't want to come over, right? Sorry, Cousin Eddie, but we can only have 10 in our house, and you'll just have to send us a picture of you and your neck, Nicky, all right? And man, it's going to be bizarre for us this year, too. It, It will be the first Christmas my wife and I have ever spent by ourselves. I've never slept in on Christmas. I mean... I won't see my parents because of the virus. We won't see our, our daughter in California and her husband because she's great with child, expecting in a couple of weeks and can't travel. Some of our other kids, none of our kids live close. so Some of our other kids are starting their own Christmas traditions. And the, the ones we share with the in-laws here are gonna be their house. We're gonna be literally all by ourselves. And so are many of you. I've talked to some of you. It's gonna be surreal for a lot of us My goal is to find a Chinese restaurant, order the duck, and sing fa-la-la-la-la. Yes, it is. 2020 is going to be different than any other Christmas before, but maybe it will bring us a different kind of peace because, and here's what's really important, heavenly peace is often found where you least expect it. It's often found where you least expect it. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glories stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing Alleluia, Christ the Savior is born. Those lyrics are a bit of irony from Father Joseph, aren't they? Because there wasn't anything silent or peaceful about shepherds quaking at the sight of a chorus of angels. At least not for them, at least not immediately, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were quaking, they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Chill, man, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You will find, this will be a sign, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, heavenly peace to those on whom His favor rests. Good news of great joy that brings peace. While the shepherds were quaking. But once they got the message, it brought them incredible peace. Peace. And this is what's so important to us in 2020. We may be quaking, but once you get the message, it will bring you heavenly peace because heavenly peace is often found where you least expect it. That original silent night was not where anybody thought they would find peace. The shepherds had the lowest job they could have and they were under Roman oppression and they were out in a field at night. The wise men had traveled 600 miles and they ended up in Jerusalem where they expected to find the king and he wasn't there. Peace wasn't where they thought it would be. Mary is dealing with everybody thinking she's been sleeping around. Joseph has doubts. He's marrying his fiance with everybody thinking he jumped the gun, which was so totally taboo. But suddenly into the silent night came a holy night. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. To men, heavenly hosts sing Alleluia! Christ the Savior is born. Now, here's the interesting part. Well, there's so many, but interesting part about Silent Night in St. Nicholas Church in Austria in 1818 when it was performed for the first time. I I love this because the guitar was not an approved instrument to be used in church. They had to perform the song after Mass. I can't make this stuff up. I know some of you still wish the guitar was not approved or maybe the drums, but this is so great, right? Heavenly peace is often found where you least expect it. Usually, God's peace is not found in the normal way we think God is going to show up. Sometimes it's not found in the regular trappings of Christmas. Sometimes heavenly peace comes after Mass. That's why I wonder if we might find more heavenly peace in 2020 than we ever have before. Heavenly peace the first Christmas was found in an animal feed trough, you guys, which I would argue isn't much different than a dumpster. Why would it be different 2,000 years later? there's this famous story about Silent Night and heavenly peace being found where you least expect it that is really so remarkable that you'd have a hard time believing it was true, but it is absolutely true. See, back in the day when Silent Night was written, new music had to make its way from one person to the next, right? There's no radio. There's no Internet. And interestingly, this is so fascinating. There were two family singing groups like the Von Trapps from Sound of Music. That was legit, who traveled Europe, and both of them picked up Silent Night as a song and added it to their playlist. So by the turn of the 20th century, Silent Night was one of the most popular Christmas songs in Europe and in the U.S. Then came World War I, okay, a terrible time with no peace, and yet somehow through this song, heavenly peace happened like literally where you would least expect it. It was Christmas Eve 1914, almost a hundred years after the song was written. There's still a memorial on the spot to this day of the miraculous, silent night that Father Moore would have been so proud of. It happened on the very front lines where the German and British troops were just a few yards away from each other, where they had been entrenched and fighting with each other for days. And it was Christmas Eve and the weather was getting bad and the shooting had stopped. And all of a sudden from the German side, all of a sudden the British could hear a familiar tune da di da da In German, it was Stirlnacht. But the Brits recognized it, and what happened next was celebrated, ironically, in an English chocolate commercial a few years ago, which tells the story better than I could. Everything you see here is absolutely true.
0: Jenkins, unclean. No. My name is Jim. My name is Otto. Please meet you, Otto. Freut like me. Rose, she's called. I'm schön. I'm schön. Oh, Weihnachten.
1: isn't it i don't know if they shared chocolate but they probably did they did share gifts they did take pictures they did play a pickup game of soccer it's called the truce and it was unofficial obviously it was frowned on by the higher ups on both sides but heavenly peace came in a way that you would least expect it right after mass that's why i wonder if 2020 might be the year that you can find heavenly peace. I mean, it's not war this time, but I honestly don't think any of us will ever see a year like this again. We've been entrenched in our politics. We have been entrenched in our beliefs about issues. We have literally been entrenched in our homes. But during World War I, in the middle of literally shooting at each other, there was radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Redeeming grace. Heavenly peace is available because of redeeming grace. What a term. Redemption is when you buy something back. And grace is unconditional and undeserved mercy. And Christmas is the dawn of redeeming grace. The angel said, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. That is why the weary world rejoices in the thrill of hope. That is why there is joy to the world, the Lord has come. But here's the thing, people of 2020, they had to crawl out of their trench. What's fascinating to me is this, there's an area on the battlefield called the No Man's Land. It's out there in between the trenches. It's, a, it's the middle of the battle where you just didn't go. I mean, you might be able to leave the trench, but you were never making it past No Man's Land. That's why they called it that. And yet, when both sides got up and left their trenches that night, where did they find peace? In No Man's Land they met where no man could go because they believed God could do what no man could do. That Christmas Eve, it wasn't their heritage, it wasn't their national identity, their politics, it wasn't even their personal safety and well-being that would dictate the decision to crawl out of their trench. They agreed on Jesus. They agreed that God the Father sent Jesus, his son, to be born as a baby and thus began the dawn of redeeming grace. One of the soldiers who was interviewed many years later said, I didn't want the night to end. It was such a relief. It felt like heaven, like heaven, right? Like heavenly peace in the middle of war. In 2020, so many people are living in despair, wondering where God is in all of this, but they aren't the first ones to wonder that. People have been asking that question for a long time. God, where are you? But let me assure you that on that silent night, that holy night, God was coming out of His trench and demonstrating His love for you and for me and how desperately He wants us to crawl out and meet Him and find heavenly peace. The angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He is the dawn of redeeming grace. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. His favor, you see that? His heavenly peace, His redeeming grace. But listen, faith requires more than just belief. You can believe from down in your trench if you want. And I'm sure that some warriors did that during the truce. I don't know, but I wonder if there were some who saw it and they believed it, but they didn't participate. Please don't let that happen to you this Christmas. Heavenly peace is often found where you least expect it and it's on the other side of the trench. It's, it's in no man's land and you're never going to find heavenly peace until you crawl out and come and meet your Father who's waiting for you on the other side. You see, Silent Night isn't a description, it's a prescription. It's not a description, it's a prescription, okay? There are times in our life when, like these soldiers, we have to decide that it's going to be a silent night, a holy night. We have to choose to believe that all is calm and all is bright. We have to crawl out of our trench and make that happen. And you don't need to hesitate as you poke your head up because God is waiting right there for you with His redeeming grace. It's important that you understand that the first coming of Christ at Christmas time was the dawn of redeeming grace, just the beginning. The reason we can have heavenly peace in the middle of this crazy year is because we know that there will be a second coming when there will be nothing but peace. Many of you have lost loved ones during this terrible time, which if losing them wasn't bad enough, wasn't hard enough, not being allowed to visit, not being able to celebrate their lives with a funeral has just added to that pain. And now suddenly it looks like we're going to be in the same boat. My wife lost her mom last year and her dad has been failing, but we weren't really sure what was going on until a few days ago when we found out that her dad has stage four cancer in a whole bunch of places and only has weeks to live. And because it's 2020, we got the news on her birthday. So everyone is scrambling to get to see him. Our pregnant daughter won't ever get to see him again. And of course, it's the holidays. But we're at peace about it, not happy about it, but we're at peace about it, not so much because of the past of Christmas, but because of the future that Christmas brings, because of the future of heavenly peace, because the silent night was a holy night, And the dawn of redeeming grace was just that. It was the dawn, just the beginning, because Jesus is Lord at His birth and Jesus will always be Lord. That's why Jesus said, I told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. Like now, in this world, you will have trouble. He might've been looking ahead to 2020. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. A few of you knew my father-in-law, and you would say, well, yeah, you have peace. If anyone's going to heaven, it's dawn. And you're right, he he was an absolute saint. He put up with me for 36 years and his other son-in-law's worse than me. And he nursed a wife through Parkinson's for 15 years and he was a preacher all of his life, an evangelist. Yeah, he's in, but me? What about me? Well, listen, we do have heavenly peace about dad, but not because he's good, not because he's on the nice list instead of the naughty list. We have peace about his peace because of redeeming grace. We have peace because he crawled out of his trench and found Jesus there. And if you find that grace hard to believe, let me tell you a story about a pastor who went to visit a woman in her final days and he tried to talk to her about a God who loved her and would forgive her sin, but she didn't feel worthy. She, she wasn't worthy and she knew it. And she said, I've made it such a mess out of my life. I've ruined everyone in my family. I'm not worthy and I'm painfully aware, literal, literal words, I'm painfully aware I'm going to hell. Just then the pastor spotted a picture of a, a, of a beautiful girl on her dresser, beautiful young woman. And he said, well, who is this? She said, oh, that's my daughter. That's the one thing in my life that's right. She's a beautiful person and I love her with all of my heart. And the pastor said, listen, if your daughter needed help, would you help her? If your daughter made a mistake and asked you to help her, would you forgive her? The woman said, of course I would. Why would you ask such a silly question as that? And the pastor said, well, I just want you to know that your heavenly father has a picture of you on his dresser. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to pray for the people who are listening to me literally all around the world. And I don't know what's going on in their lives, but I'm guessing it's not a real silent night for a whole lot of people, um, or at least doesn't feel like a peaceful one. And I pray for all of those who've lost loved ones. I I pray for so many who have suffered through this pandemic. I, I pray for all of us as we Hit this weird year that we will understand that maybe we can find even more heavenly peace because heavenly peace is found where we least expect it, and be with the people who need to say to you right now in their hearts, Lord, I- I'm crawling out, I'm coming out, I I want to I want to I want to be with you, I want to have a relationship with you, I accept the dawn of redeeming grace, and I want your light in my life. As we prepare to to turn these lights on in just a moment and sing this song together, may it be a moment of light and hope and grace for us that is something we will never ever forget. And Lord, if there's somebody there who's in their heart thinking, there's no way God has a picture of me on his dresser, will you please let them feel the tug on their heart Let them feel the love of Christmas in their heart. Let them just open it up because you said, if we open up, you will come in. Let them crawl out and find the light just to say, Jesus, I need you. I want your heavenly peace. I accept your gift of grace and be with us this Christmas in Jesus name, amen.
0: thanks again for tuning in to Parkview on the go. We will have a brand new service available to you on December 27th. I hope you had a great Christmas. See you next time.